Hello and welcome to the Quizzy Mondays podcast with me, Chris Duckling. This week's guest is Richard Carey of, well, he used to be at University of East London. Um, he also used to be at University of South Wales, uh, dealing with radio student engagement and also the Vice President of the University of South Wales Student Union. Um, good evening, Richard. Good evening. I was also at Cardiff Met at one point, so I've been... In uh, I've been around in university terms. <laughs> yes. So, um, so just to explain to anyone who's listening, Richard was one of the, or probably the core person behind the scenes of the the University of East London team of sort of last year, getting onto University Challenge. Um, so, effectively. The, the getting a team onto University Challenge, was that something that was forced upon you or is that something that you wanted to do? It's a weird one, really, because um, basically what happens with University Challenge generally is that um, students' unions across the country uh, will get sent like a pack. Uh, it's a big envelope. It's got a lot of it's got things like uh, like practice questions in it, it's got all the audition information, it's got all the terms and conditions, that sort of thing. And um, so we had this pack in the office and it was sort of bouncing around people that ended up on my desk uh, because I have I had a job which was, uh, it was called um, Civic Engagement and Radio Coordinator, but I like to think it was kind of head of miscellaneous, so I just sort of pick up bits that uh, anybody else wouldn't quite always uh, fit into. So University Challenge kind of ticked that box. But it was something I was really interested in because I've, uh, you know, had a real, real interest in quiz shows just in general. Uh, I've applied for quite a few quiz shows myself. Uh, so being able to, you know, help get people who are probably cleverer than I am uh, onto University Challenge, that's a really cool thing to do, I thought. OK, so, I mean, it's fairly pertinent at the moment. We're at that time of year where universities have just got back together effectively at the start of a, yeah. a new year a new term quite a lot of if not all the student unions around the country are getting are receiving these packages so um can you explain from your point of view the audition process how you got the team together how you created and nurtured it yeah i mean from our side as i'd never really done it before i i uh I'd heard about a university challenge team, my old university, uh, South Wales, but we hadn't, I wasn't really involved in that at all. So this was quite new to me. So we were kind of learning as we go along. Um, so I guess the first job in terms of the audition process was to get people to audition. It's kind of the first thing you want to do. You don't want, if no one auditions, then you've already lost. So it was all about getting like the marketing team uh, at the university who, were very helpful uh, in actually getting the word out because um, sometimes you will speak to university marketing departments and sometimes they don't want to listen to the student union stuff because it's a bit sometimes things aren't in their interest and I don't blame it exactly uh, so luckily this was definitely in their interest so we were able to spread the word and then we came up uh, we managed to get quite a few people auditioning and we came up with the sort of uh, written uh, sort of I guess test if you will um, of the, some of the practice questions that we got in the university challenge pack 
just sort of judge to see what kind of levels we had and to shortlist um, to an extent. So that was the first part of it. I guess then the second part we had, we shortlisted, I think it was about eight people and we had kind of a sort of a, a dummy sort of university challenge uh, round, which obviously you'll remember. Yes. Uh, and um, in that way, we used to shortlist again. Um, it was it was quite an interesting process. I mean, it was relatively straightforward in the sense that pretty much everybody who did the best ended up in the team, apart from the re- reserve team, because we had quite a few people on the same level and we had to actually pick um, the reserve team member uh, pretty much as a sort of panel. So that was kind of inter- that was kind of an X factorist moment for me. Yes. So I, that that process, you know, you, you, you're at the, you at the union sort of full time. How much of that? How much your your time did that part of the process take up of yours? Um, well, you know, any um, students union you have, uh, I mean, anybody who works in a union will know that uh, you you wear many hats and you have many projects going on at one time. I think I would have like five or six things, but some would do. But someone like University Challenge would be a lot, a uh, lot more going and successful, and some, you know, it took a little bit more uh, steam to get off the ground. So, you know, uh, for me, it was. I don't know. I, I, obviously, I, I can't remember exactly how much time I spent on it. It was, it was quite a lot of time, um, but also balancing it with quite a number of projects, like starting a student radio station and doing like uh, projects in the community and that sort of thing. Okay, so. I mean, the, the 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 memories I I have of it are sort of you know the, the first round was looking at this sheet of questions and just, yeah, so I think it was like something like a was it thirty questions in thirty minutes yeah. or something on those lines. That was it. And it, just going through that and then thinking it was it was very it was almost like an like an exam in terms of just sitting down and then just come going up and then thinking well have I done well or not and. And, and yeah. then effectively getting the phone call a, a, few, a few days later saying sort of we need you to go to a second or, or an email saying we need to go to yeah. we'd like to ask you to a second round which as you said was the university change style one. Uh, I mean, it was kind of like that. It was. It was. I don't. It wasn't. I don't know if it's. I think because we were sort of doing it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure loads of if, if people are listening from universities, I'm sure it's like about 50 different ways of doing this like i know it's like obviously you have the sort of uh, quiz societies that build into it and you've got that sort of thing um so there's probably a ton of different ways of doing it i think we just went written because it was kind of an even playing field for individuals um, and it was a good easy way to do it um but yeah i mean some some people really struggled with that um and we sort of had a varying score. I think 12 was kind of par, I suppose, in terms of that. Uh, getting 12 out of 30 was quite sort of the middle ground. Yeah, so I, th- I think it's fairly safe to say for anyone who's sort of thinking of applying for this, whether it be at, say, UEL or any other university, and they're going through a similar process, that if you come out of, you know, thinking that you've done badly 
is not necessary. You know, thinking that you've only got half the questions right is not necessarily a bad thing. You shouldn't. Sort no. Of, you shouldn't. You shouldn't give up. Those those questions are, are are there and they're tough because it is a tough quiz. Yeah, and I think what you guys found was actually with practice you get better and you've added quite a lot. Of, and you're doing quite a lot of research before you went on the show. And um, I think that's kind of the thing. You know, you if you, it's also about the team dynamic and complementing the knowledge. So filling in the gaps. Say so you might not know something and then teammates might know some something that you don't know so that's what it's all about really so it's a lot more than just how you do as individuals so we're just looking at who could who could you know hold their own on the show i suppose is the best way of putting it because the, the memory of the second part was was that we it was a question we didn't it was supposed to be a university challenge but we didn't have we didn't have proper buzzers so we had to sort of download a yeah, up onto our phones and do it in a Heath Robinson sort of way. That was yeah. my um, bright idea, I think, the app. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, just having then sort of realising that the, the buzzer doesn't sound... Hold on, I think I'll, I'm just going to check. I'm sitting... You've got it, you've still I'll got still, it. I'll just see if I've still got it on my phone. Let's have a look. Um, they all sound the same, basically, don't they? Yeah, that was the problem. There wasn't I enough sound. Got... Oh, hold on. Where is it? Yeah, I've still got iBuzz, so... For, for Apple users, there was something called an iBuzz app, and it's not really, it's not still, it's not really as good as a regular set of proper buzzers because once you press yeah. one, that cancels all the other out. So you'd have um, something like, um, if I've got sound up, which would be turn the volume, and it'd be like that. What yeah, that? yeah. And then I think there was settings to check. There's a settings button, and then there was, yeah, you can change yeah, you buzzers can change to. It like that yeah anyway enough of that so that I, I just thought with that with the buzzer thing though i remember because you were trying to press the buzzer and sometimes everybody was kind of missing the buzzer so it was a bit of a improvised sort of thing i think there was there was occasionally there. a problem where some people hadn't answered questions and their phones <laughs> had gone into sleep mode and then as soon as they came to answer oh, the question yes. The sleep went, oh damn it's gone to sleep and, and I think people had to borrow other people's phones yeah I think we, it's just easier then, saying yeah. it's just easier saying buzz really isn't I mean, it, it, I suppose it was ultimately successful because we got we got a, I think we got the right team and successfully went through the sort of went through the audition but it was still yeah. interesting because again I think another thing I can remember it was the questions and it was like I think there was about sixty questions this time. There was the first thirty which were a bit lowbrow, and I was just sort of thinking I'm doing quite well here. This, these questions are good. And then then suddenly, either you or Simon Simon Hart brought out another set. Shall we do another set of thirty questions? Yes, let's do another set. Of, and they're a bit more highbrow, and it's like what on earth is going on here? Yeah, I think it was um, Chris Tyrrell who was uh, one of the lecturers that helped us. We were lucky, obviously, to get two lecturers to help sort of coach you as a team. And that was something they volunteered to do out of their own time, um, which is, you know, we really appreciated. Um, uh, I think what happened with those, was the second questions we just picked at random from the big sort of yellow sheet, as we like to call it, of questions that we used. And the first 30 were actually ones we created. I remember also having to score that, and it was really difficult because I had to score individual scores and then put down one, 
And we, so we didn't actually use the traditional university challenge scoring system for that one because it was just too complicated for me having to sort of juggle <laughs> between all this scoring. So it, it it can be difficult at times to do. Um, so like your quiz scorers, that's what I say. Yeah, so as you said, there's a, there, it wasn't just you. It was, there was a support network of other members of staff, people in, people in the sort of the media team or people or, or actual lecturers who are interested in getting a team and assisting the team on. But it, so it's, it's quite interesting sort of realising that there's quite, it's not just those four students that are sitting there on TV, it's the whole network of people behind them helping them to get get on. Yeah, we like your. I like to think we're like your agents or something. I don't know, <laughs> whatever word to call it. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, uh, it, I mean, every success, all all successful people. When you think about it, have people behind the scenes. So it's always it's always good to have. Yes, and so we we talk, the. I think the deadline was around sort of late November, early December time. We got the we got the team plus one reserve together we signed everything up and then effectively it's almost like um i don't know a, a parent sort of it wasn't that like the stage but it's almost like a parent's parent giving their keys to the car to the child and saying okay it's, it's yours now go 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 and do something but go but even then sort of between december sort of through to the record the first recording in february there was still support from yourself and and the other other colleagues at university but in terms of arranging practice matches wasn't there yeah and actually there's probably quite a few things you don't know that i did uh, in that time um for instance like actually the deadline was actually extended for us because we hadn't quite got a team uh together uh, so we got a one-week extension from the producers of the show, which was very much appreciated. Uh, also, um, before every, before every um, time that you actually appeared on the show, I had to go to the admissions team at the university to prove that you were all students at that time, in case you know you like dropped out or something. Um, so that was to ensure that you could actually take part, which was always an interesting thing to do, and. Uh, try and explain to them what was going on, but also try and explain to them they couldn't tell anybody about it. So that's quite <laughs> fun. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. So, when we... Uh, so, our, our first recording was uh, around late February, wasn't it? Late February, early March, I think? Yeah. Yeah, it was late February. So, what what was going on with, with you and whatever you were organising because it was, say, East London's first time on University Challenge. It was obviously an important thing for quite a lot of members of staff. So what what was what were you sort of doing behind the scenes at, at, at that time? Um, in terms of the recording? I mean. in, well, in terms of the approach to the recording because there was, sort of, you know, quite a lot of... It was important to you to the university and quite a lot yeah. of, uh, quite a lot of the backup staff and other members yeah. of staff who had the time to come come up to Manchester came up to Manchester I mean a lot of it was um, about logistics I suppose and and I mean even before that it was a bit of crisis management as well they're having to put into play I suppose but um, I mean for the I remember I remember the day very well of the uh, 
the first recording because um, it was a bit of a logistical nightmare because we decided to uh, we managed to convince um, our sports department uh, to lend lend us their minibus. <laughs> um, so Chris, so uh, myself and some of the uh, officers at the University of East London. Uh, student union and also some of the staff came with us and um, I remember like I think there was a point where someone was too long in Greg's and we had to go go to the service station we had to go so we could get on time I think we were a bit late in the end because we couldn't actually park the uh, minibus because it was too big to fit in the car park so we had to park it like on some on some sort of coach parking area. I don't I don't know how we didn't get wheel clamped to be honest. But uh, <laughs> so that was a really weird kind. Of, it was really kind of a stressful time to try and get there on time, and obviously we didn't want to miss it. And you know it was even more worth it when you guys won. Um, I guess like you know um, when um, I look at the whole, whole process, it's kind of like. We sort of didn't believe the next thing would happen, and then it sort of happened all the time. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, they've auditioned. Oh, they, they've just filled in the, you know, uh, I, I send off the application. I'm thinking, okay, that's it. Uh, then, oh, the audition. Okay, oh, they'll, they'll have a good time in London South Bank. Maybe that's it. But it just kept going and going. It was brilliant. Yeah, I agree. I think it was the same for the team in terms of okay, there's a. I'll, 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 I'll apply, see how far I get on. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, okay, I'm doing some exploring. Then see how far I get on. See how, oh, I've, see how far I get through that. Oh, I'm actually on the team. Then, as you said, get the audition. Well, it's a nice day out, and then you get yeah. the phone call saying you're on. And it's like, whoa, what, what's happening here? I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. Do you remember? Because I remember in terms of the practice games. I think it was just before your first game. Um, we had a group of staff members. Uh, take on your team and i think they actually won yeah we got yeah we lost yeah, yeah. and and we were like oh uh, some of the staff were like oh what's you know gonna, are they gonna have problems here so to actually come back from that and win in the, in the first round was was quite something but i was maybe it's because of that experience you actually got better i don't i don't know or maybe it's just the you know the, the day isn't it you know because yeah. sometimes I mean, it's 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 interesting. So we the the sort of three three of us plus another managed to get together a couple of weeks ago to do um, the Quiz League of London buzzer quiz. And I yeah. And I, I kind and so effectively you're playing a minimum of eight sort of similar university challenge style games in one day. And it was, it was, oh, it was tired. It was, it was tiring. I don't think mm. any of us, I, I had, none of us had done quiz bowl before. I think, you know, we're going to, we've had people on this podcast before we've done quiz bowl and we're going to have other guests coming up later, hopefully have done quiz bowl. And they just sort of do between eight to 10 of these in, a, in, in, in one day. And it, I just didn't realize how, in, how intense it was. And I don't, we didn't sort of, it's not that I don't think we did well. I think we we're probably a little bit rusty. And then looking at the way thing, I don't know. I think, especially having recently experienced sort of the Quiz League of London, London, and it's sort of the general knowledge in the quiz and looking at the stats on it. Even though you think the people, the kids on, or they usually in most cases they're in their 
late teens, early twenties on University Challenge. We we were a more mature team team with an average age of sort of forty or forty one. Mm. But still, the quiz it's like the older you are to a certain to a certain point, the better quizzer you are, because um, you know there was other other teams a couple of weeks ago in, in this who had other University Challenge people on them and some not not some you know see, I thought from looking at other stats seemed to be good quizzes and they, the teams just didn't the the teams didn't really do necessarily that that well I mean the one one the winning team the winning team which was sort of pericardium had um, Jack Bennett who was from a couple of um, seasons season going university challenge but he was sort of backed up by really experienced quizzes but the ones which had sort of people who majority of sort of what you'd say is university challenge alumni i think most of them struggled so it's being so i guess the auditions well the practices we had against other people although we weren't slouches ourselves, you know probably a case of nerves and practice Anyway, so, I mean, so for yourself, the whole process of, sort, you know, an, an achievement of being behind the scenes and helping to get a team on, how how did it feel for you? It's a weird one. I, I thought, like, in terms of, you know, I was at um, UEL Student Union for about 16 months, and I think... Uh, it's University Challenge and doing the Freshers' Fair in 2016 were my two sort of highlights of my entire time there because it was just something that we really just managed to achieve, I think, beyond what we ever really uh, would have expected. Um, so, uh, I mean, for me, it's really special. I mean, I, I don't I don't really think I... I think, like, uh, it's weird when you... Uh, attribute credit because like for things like this you know sometimes things can get lost um but i do think i don't know i don't know i'm rambling now but um uh yeah I don't so, ramble on it's a podcast <laughs> i suppose i was just because sometimes like the thing cause having worked at quite a few like student unions sometimes it's quite hard to get actual praise for things when you do things right so i always think it's important to say yes unions you know who aren't very well resourced a lot well i say a lot of the time probably all the time um you know actually when when we are when we do we do get a lot of stick sometimes for things that aren't always our fault so to have something that you we can achieve to that level is such a great thing and i think it really you know i think i hope it helped raise the profile of uel and um you know sort of help its sort of uh, image maybe a little bit yeah. <laughs> okay, so that sort of moves us on to another the, the other sub another subject, which is you know, we East London. I think was the only, or there might be I can't remember whether there's another one. Might have been the only post ninety two university in 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 the in the last series. And I think there was one more. I just can't remember what it is now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there was another one, but was it SOAS? Were they post ninety two or I don't know. Okay, I thought SOAS, uh, maybe. I'm not sure. I'll try, I'm, trying I'm sure there out. is one, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, so, so, I mean, the thing is, is there's, 
not a lot. I mean, even in this series, there's not a lot of representation of post ninety two universities. Mm. I mean, what do you think the challenges are that the sort of post ninety two universities face in terms of getting teams on the university change, and if when, once they get on, sort of getting that, having those teams be successful compared to say mm. the the Oxbridges and the Red Bricks. I think, um, you know, university challenge is a representation problem on a lot of levels, you know, in terms of post 92, that's one sense. Also in terms of gender, in terms of, in terms of race, um, that's also a problem. Um, I think with post 92, um, I guess it's a, an issue with, uh, I think also one of the, obviously with the problems is because Oxford and Cambridge get so many entries, it's not just one each. Uh, where everybody else gets one each, that puts them at a, a bit of an advantage, and it's definitely tailored towards uh, getting those teams on. And that's that's not to that's not to knock the uh, ability of any of those teams because they are all very good. Um, I think with post ninety two universities in general struggle with a lot of things. Um, I can't put this. Uh, the reason why you would struggle with things is because of resource and because of, um, I don't know, it's just um, it's, sometimes it's a case of um, getting lucky with things and sometimes um, it's just a case of, um, I think it's probably the biggest pro thing, uh, this is just me guessing, but I think probably not enough post-92 at the universities would actually put in a team, and that might be a problem. But I don't know. I might be completely wrong with that information. It might just be that either the way needs to be nurtured more or it's just a way – it's just a thing that people want to do, and they might try and do it, but they don't really nurture it. It's a bit – because I have a background in student radio. It's kind of a similar situation there, you know. It's the student radio stations that get the nurturing that sort of well, – not always, but um, – and have sort of this uh, very established sort of uh, structure, those are the ones that really succeed. Um, so I guess it's about building that structure and that um, ability to, you know, try and share. I think in terms of doing well, I mean, that's, I mean, it's a tough one because, you know, naturally, I guess if you've got, you know, good grades, if you're, uh, if you're of a certain level, you might be drawn towards more of the Red Brick universities because the amount of opportunities you get by going to those universities. So it is a difficult one, but um, I'm sure, well, I don't know. It'd be interesting if they just did a, like uh, some sort of special university challenge um, series where they just don't have Oxford and Cambridge in. That would be really interesting. I don't think they will. It probably I never happened. I think Twitter would explode. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. it would be it would be pretty interesting. Yeah, I, th I, th I kind of think you know when when I you know when you apply for university and you just look at the the points that 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 universities want you in terms of you know when I when I applied when I first applied for my bachelor's many years ago it was a case of to it was like the point system you you'd have to was it I can't remember whether it was fifteen or thirty. Um, whether, you, you, know, must, whether you, you must be on a, oh, you know, is that pre UCAS points, is it? Well, it, it like, it's like five or ten points for an A, 
and then it'd go down incrementally oh. to one or two points for an E, and then they'd say that you'd need sort you need six points in these with at least one of these subjects or something. So yeah, I guess I think... the, the Oxfords and the Cambridge were sort of the maximum points. You effectively, effectively needed three A's at A level, mm. and then the other, the the, the, the post ninety twos were more a case of okay, we'll take three C's or, or we'll we'll pick you up in clearing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, once there's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, once you've got the cream of the people who've done well at A levels who are showing sort of natural intelligence who are just going to the cream of universities whereas you know I, I think you know going to a point you made a couple of minutes ago in terms of if you're if, you're, if you've got three you know if you've got all A's at all the A levels you're doing because you do about four or five now I can't remember then you're going to be more attracted to go to a university that wants yeah. you to have three A's rather than one that sort of just wants to have three C's. I mean, I mean there might be other factors like economic factors or how close it is yeah. to where you live and stuff now, but... Because having, having, you say that, I mean, I know people who've got, you know, those three A's at A level and still being rejected by the likes of Oxford. So nothing's a guarantee, really. It's a little bit, it's, I think there's a little bit of luck in there and there's a little bit of, um, I think it's also about how you probably handle the interview stage as well. Like, I don't know how it works really at Oxford, but there you go. Okay, so following on from that, given given the lack of, I mean, you've you've gone into it partially already. Given the lack of post ninety two universities on the university challenge and their success, in your role as someone who does engagement and does radio, or used, when you used to do engagement in radio and things, what can be done to promote university challenge more to the new universities in order to increase engagement and to you know get those people who who would otherwise be a bit sort of yeah. too shy or un, unlikely to want to apply um well i think that at any university you find that sometimes communicating anything can be difficult because there's like this you know you've got the sea of people who want to communicate to students you've got social media which can sometimes feel like putting like a message in a bottle and hoping it gets the other side uh, so it's a lot like um, so that's obviously one of the issues. So whenever like people always talk about communication at universities, but um, you know it's something that is always worked on. Um, so I guess improving that, if you could, would be ideal. I mean, you know, it's it's about I, th I think a lot of things, a lot of problems with university challenge in terms of people who don't apply for it it's because of it's an ingrained thing isn't it it's like a lot of things in terms of um you know uh equ you know equality uh like gender equality and things like that are to do with people who you'd expect to be on or expect to do x y or z uh and then other people think oh it's not mine because i don't expect it to expect to be that if does that make sense um so I guess, like, um, I mean, I think it's just a case of really trying to promote it and trying to make people, trying to ease people into it. Because I think that if you if you know about university challenge audition, you should probably just go for it anyway, even if you don't really know what your sort of skill level is, because you never know how well you might do, um, and you never know. 
and just the experience of doing it might just be fun anyway. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. think as well, yeah, one of the biggest problems for university students now, obviously, money and time because of having to get money from doing other things. So being able to commit yourself to something like this is quite a big time commitment. Sorry. No, that's OK. Um, yeah, I think I think what people need to occasionally realise is is that it is it even you might find some certain questions difficult but it's not an individual game it's a team game so you can you know it's as mm. we were discussing during the auditions the par for our team getting selected was about 12 out of 30 it was slightly le- you know slightly less than 50 percent. i think i think your team were probably about 16 maybe but out of everybody it was about 12 yeah so so, but that's still in the region of fifty percent. You don't. Yeah. I, th- I think I think people are scared because they don't know the answers to everything and forget that it's a team game. Forget that there's someone, hopefully someone to your left or to your right on that gang of four who can who can answer the question that you don't know. It's you know you need a you need some you need a broad knowledge of you know not necessarily specialists but you need people who know about their literature and their their arts and you need people who know about their maths and their physics you need people you know the balance you need, of, of you need people who know about paddington bear yeah <laughs> thanks okay thing, yeah. Fine. so uh, have you been watching the series the series so far have you been keeping up with it yeah i have been watching it yeah it's quite interesting um i always i'm, I'm not very good at university challenge watching along with it um i think my record was about getting eight questions right so that's that was quite that was quite a good one um so yeah, I mean, I, I remember the last episode was so difficult. But there you go. Um, I'm sure you didn't find it as difficult as I did. But oh, there you I, go. I was had, I, I was, I was, I don't know what was that wrong. There was, some, I, I, I was, I found it difficult. My, my partner was sat next to me, and she was just answering X, Y, and Z. And she's, she doesn't want to do TV quizzes. And she's recently started back. She's gone back to um, Southbank. Um, for a part-time course, uh, I'm, I, I keep telling her that she she should at least try if Southbank are going to go for have perhaps sort of an audition or question session or something. But I'm not entirely sure she will. And she listens to these podcasts, so she'll probably sort of then sort of pull her face when she's listening to this. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the <laughs> thing I thing I found about la- so last week's was um, St Hugh's. Oh, I can't remember what the question was. Um, but that one, oh, Emmanuel, wasn't it? Emmanuel and St. Hughes. Emmanuel came out winners. Emmanuel St. Hughes, yeah. Yeah, so Emmanuel, sort of St. Hughes, 170 was 155, which is one of the closest games we've had so far. Although, I've, and it could have gone either way at the end, because there's about mm. three, it seemed like there was about three consecutive starters near, at the end that no one wanted to answer. And you think if one person answers it, I think they're just all scared of getting it wrong, I think, and just. Yeah, it's like that game of football that no one wants to win, isn't it? Really, you know, that's that's the kind of way it is. You've got almost, uh, you know, you want the other person to get it wrong rather than one person to get it right, I suppose. So apart from that, have there been any, any other highlights for you so far? Um, I don't know. Um, hmm. I have to think about that one, really. Um, so. Your, one of your, so you you said you were at Cardiff, weren't, weren't you yeah. at one point? So uh, Cardiff got absolutely... Cardiff met, yeah. 
Oh yes, Cardiff I was, got, I was, I was at Cardiff Rivals. You see. Um, yes. So, uh, university sort of mixed feelings there when they got beat two hundred eighty to forty by Southampton, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I went to Cardiff Metropolitan. It's different to Cardiff. Oh, okay, university. fine. That was where I worked for Sorry. about seven months. But um, so I found it quite funny actually. Sorry, <laughs> but I did follow that guy. Um, one of the guys on Twitter. I've forgotten his name now. I think he's the captain. Um, so because he, he tweeted me after I was tweeting about. Uh, <laughs> them getting beat which is quite I mean I, I, I don't mean to be bad with Cardiff but it's I just I think when you're in Cardiff you sort of get jealous of Cardiff University being sort of really good I'm not saying the others aren't good in their own rights they're just differently good if that makes sense um, but Cardiff has sort of uh, you know the resources it has and the things you can do there and it's all it's all in Cardiff it's not like University of South Wales is very sort of spread out everywhere. So you've got bits in Pontypridd and bits in Newport, if anybody knows their Welsh geography. Um, so, yeah, it was it was, it was um, quite cathartic, I suppose, to see Cardiff lose. But you know, they gave it a shot. They're in they're in it. So you got you know, it's, it's worth something, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. But I think Southampton are a fairly good team anyway, because I think they've, I think. Especially early on in the series, there's quite a lot of teams that, if if you do your research and find out who's done quiz bowl experience, so most most if not all the quiz bowl experienced ones at the early stages were just going through. And I think you know as and as we discover we discover you know practice practice helps. I think you know especially in sort of situations or a simulation close enough to university challenge. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're also a fan of Only Connect? Yeah, I've watched quite a bit of that. I always try and make sure I watch that on a Friday night. Um, I like the missing vowels round because I'm actually quite good at that. So, uh, But it does seem a bit unfair because people get so many points in that round and then all the other rounds sort of seem obsolete when someone gets 11 missing vowels right. But Yeah. yeah although I don't think there's been many cases this series no. I've, I've noticed so far that people have come back from sort of over five point deficit yeah. to uh, to clean up in the missing vowels when you think they've been I don't think I think there's a couple of instances last season I think one of the one of the bloggers on the universe about only connect mentioned mentioned that but this season I don't think there's been been that many so um yeah it's again it's it's, it's a bit of a shame it's on at the moment on Fridays rather than Mondays, but hopefully that will be resolved in the new year. You don't think Upstart Crow is a good follow-up <laughs> to University Challenge? Oh, <laughs> Have you ever uh, watched that show? I, no. I, I've, I've, <laughs> I sort of I've watched it once or twice, and I just think I know it's Ben Elton, but yeah. it's just it's 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 just gotten none of the it's nowhere near like black. I mean, you know, it, it, you don't. It's nowhere near of the quality of Blackadder. No, no. And um, you could almost see it as a as a sort of spiritual thing in the same, almost in the same universe as Blackadder the Second, because it's around the same time period and so on and so mm. forth. But it's just. It's kind of like a lot of cheap jokes about the present day, and uh, you know. Like, like the guy who's trying to be Ricky Gervais is kind of a bit strange, but um, yeah, I th- uh, yeah, 
it's it's weird how those shows are mixed together. It kind of always feels random, whatever follows University Challenge, because like, I remember watching some sort of documentary about Antigua for a couple of weeks, which is a bit strange. Um, I suppose Mastermind and Only Connect, at least that makes a little bit more sense in terms of complementing shows. Yes. So you, you said, I think, early on that you'd, you'd, you'd applied for... For, for, for shows have you actually been on any other show been, been on any other shows um, I went on a radio quiz once a couple of years ago uh, on Six Music uh, which is actually called Universities Challenged with a D at the end okay. uh, which is like uh, Steve Lamack's um, quiz show for like student radio stations and I got uh, 6 out of 10 on that because it's kind of a mix of questions there was some about like uh, my course in radio some about like music in general and some sort of Random. I had a question about the Berlin Wall in there. I think I got right. Um, so that was a bit random. That's the only one I've been on. I auditioned for The Chase, uh, which is like my probably my favourite game show, or maybe tied with Popmaster on Radio Two. Um, and uh, I got to like an audition day of that, and you saw it was it was kind of it was in in like a in like a hotel in Cardiff and. I didn't do particularly well on that one. And then I also had a phone audition for Mastermind. Uh, and uh, every question, I was I completely, I couldn't get an answer for any question. It was it was a bit of a train wreck, that one. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's uh, the pressure gets you as well. Like um, with uh, the problem with phone auditions is sometimes they just surprise you. Like, uh now I've got to, now I've got to think, you know, it's hard sometimes to think on demand. It's a lot easier doing it when you're watching it on the telly, isn't it, really? Um, and sometimes I find the questions with auditions are actually harder than the actual shows. I don't know if you found that in your university challenge experience at all. Um, I mean, well, you saw, I think, well, you, you, you having seen the questions, because so, I, I don't think we're, we're breaking any rules at the moment, because everyone, everyone who, at university who uh, is involved gets get can not necessarily can see the pack if you're a student you're not going to see the pack but if you're organizing it you'll see the pack you get a like as you said you get a large pack of questions you get the application forms and then there's another set of questions which are separate which you don't get the answers to which you have to send off with the application form because you have yeah. to do a sort of and it was like and i think that was possibly 20 or 30 questions in 15 minutes and it's a sort of self-enforcing honesty test that you just you know that you yeah that you do and that those were still please don't of, google yeah those are still those are still sort of fairly tough questions but i, I don't know they're easy it's a cliche but the questions are easy when you know them and difficult when you don't i mean that's the way absolutely yeah that's the way it goes okay so I think we're coming near the end now, but before we um, say goodbye to each other, shall we go through some quickfire questions? Go for it. Okay. Introduce yourself in a university challenge style. Okay. Um, I'm radio. <laughs> uh, hello, I'm Richard Carey, and I'm studying radio. Is that okay? Okay, so... Where did you study radio? Uh, University of Glamorgan, as it was known then. Uh -huh. Change the name. Okay. 
If you were on a university challenge team, which seat would you like to sit in? Um, whichever's comfiest, this is a good answer. Um, hmm. Really haven't given that much thought. Uh, maybe I'd sit in like one of the end seats, but then I'd move and then sit in the other end seat. I don't know, just to just to try and psych out the other team. I don't think you're allowed to do that, though, are you? No. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so if there's one thing you could change about University Challenge, what would it be? Um, I would change all the music questions to pop music questions, <laughs> so I could actually answer them. That's a good answer. I think quite a lot of people would agree with you there. Like, I listen to a lot of classical music, but I used, well, I listen to it in the background, and I'm trying to like pick up who who did this one, and it's that's the tough bit. You have to actually pay attention when you're listening to classical music or if they listen to Radio Free God forbid so uh... I, I spent about six months listening to I mean I, sort of partially to, especially well partially to help me study because I didn't necessarily want yeah it's really good for I was study. listening to I was listening to classic FM and it still didn't help me it still didn't no, it's just, it doesn't does it no well they, they only play the I'd say they only play the hits on classic FM they only play the well known really well known um, classical yeah, and even then you've still got to be paying attention to what the DJ is saying at the end, the beginning and end of every tune is to identify yeah. what you're listening to. I mean, you might yeah. go, I recognise that tune, but if, unless you, you re might recognise your tune, you might not necessarily recognise who, 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 who wrote it. And then there's always questions and quizzes about which German composer, and you, you're going through your mind about, oh, which German composers do I know? And it's just like, you get confused um, between your humans and your Schuberts or whatever, you know? Yeah. So that's the problem as well. Okay, let's rock on. If you appeared on Only Connect, what would be your team name? Uh, I'll tell you, one team name I really liked from this series was the Tequila Slammers because uh, uh, we actually had, because uh, my student radio station at university was called Tequila Radio, so it was quite a nice throwback to that, really. Um, I don't know what I call it, probably. Um, would it be something radio related, or would yeah. it be? So I, um, I don't know if it would be. It'd probably be something really weird, like the key ringers or something. People collect key rings because it's always something very specific on Only Connect, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I have to form a, a team of people who are good at quizzes and also like collecting key rings. <laughs> or pogs. I could do pogs either. Yeah, Pog. I used to collect pogs. Do you remember oh pogs I, I... in the nineties? I think What's I was that? probably a bit too old for Pogs. I think I, uh, I had nieces or nephews who liked Pogs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Them. My sort of time period. Okay. Right. Do you understand any of the past or current knockout rules for Only Connect? Nope. <laughs> Fine. This one I think you've already answered, but do you cheer or groan at music questions on Only Connect? Or the classical I, music for University Challenge. Honestly, like I love the music rounds. Like I am one person who, who like who's like yes, it's the music question. I must be like the only person ever doing that. Of course, it is quite. I can understand why people don't like it because it's quite difficult because you have to work out what the song is first, and then you have to work out the connection. So it's kind of like a double question in one, isn't it? Um, but I'm really good, like, when I do pub quizzes, really good at intros rounds. And people will say, oh, you know all those songs. Like, how do you know that? But I just sort of listen to an awful lot of music. So, um, 
you know, I really, I really like them because I, I really like music. So for me, it's right up my street. I mean, obviously, if less obscure, the better, uh, preferably somewhere after 87, I would say <laughs> would be good. Um, yeah. Okay. So I like music questions. Excellent. Okay. And your final question is, although not part of Quizzy Mondays, what would your specialist subject be on Mastermind? Well, as I said before, I applied for Mastermind and you had to come up with four different specialist subjects. Okay, so what um, what four did you come up with? I'm trying to remember all the four. I think was one was um, the TV show 24. Okay, fine. Yep. Um, I think it was uh, the WWF Attitude Era. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, now, that might be... Oh, has anyone actually done wrestling in... I'm Mastermind pretty sure they, they must have done at some point. Um Okay, what was the other one? Probably The Simpsons was probably one, and um, uh, uh, probably about uh, something to do with ni- possibly 90s pop music or something like that, I think, was the okay. last one. So, okay, so before before we go, um, are you still podcasting, or is that on hold at the moment? Uh, actually, I'm actually making something at the minute. I'm making a new radio show, but um, I saw do things every now and again and um you know just try and do what i can and get me out there but if people want to follow what i'm doing um i'm on twitter at sheep fm just thought i'd sneak a plug in there yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. it's uh because it's my it's actually my 30th birthday tomorrow so uh oh, many oh thank you uh so i'm doing a little bit of a special show for that so that's going to come out tomorrow Okay, fine. Okay, so thank you very much, Richard Carey, for appearing on the podcast. No problem. Thank you for getting my name right, Chris Ducklin. (laughs) Okay, thank you, and goodbye. Bye.